0: Hello and welcome to Coronation Podcast. I am your host Jennifer and welcome to this very special first episode. On today's episode we shall be discussing the Dice Saloon's Valentine's Craft Fair, the 12-hour charity craft fun, and why on earth I'm actually doing the podcast to begin with. All this and more in this very first special episode of Coronation Podcast. very much for tuning in. Now, I'm going to open up by dedicating this segment to the all important question of the day. Jen, why did you start a podcast? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Um, and there's a couple of mean things. And I'm going to talk about the most short term thing first. So essentially, earlier today, I thought, I'll take a rest day. I've been pretty active for the past week. I did a craft fair yesterday, which I'm going to talk about later. And I was feeling really tired. I'm a little bunged up. um, And unfortunately, coronavirus seems to be everywhere in my my city. So I just thought, oh, I'll take it easy. I'll just stay in. It's fine. And then... um, And then I was trying to do a blog on my website. So I have a website for Coronation Soap. It's coronationsoap.uk. And I made it with Squarespace. Squarespace aren't sponsoring me for this, for the record. But uh, I thought I should point out that actually they're pretty good. Um, I found building a website with them pretty easy. And yeah, I had a great time. So uh, (laughs) if you want to build your own website and you've got the time and the money to dedicate to it, I definitely recommend... Squarespace. Anyway, moving forward. I was trying to work out how to do the blog part. I thought adding a blog blog eh, blog would be fantastic because it means I can talk about events that I've been to. It means that I can talk about events that are coming up and I could do it in a more professional way and in a way that people can go back and check on later and all this, that and the other, right? Except a noob that i am i <laughs> i couldn't work out how to do it properly i mean i could work out most of it it was more stuff to do with pictures and stuff and it was really annoying me so i have um, one of the aspects um, of fibromyalgia i suffer with fibromyalgia and one of the aspects is a uh, brain fog Uh, It was intense earlier. I just could not work out what the hell I was doing. I didn't think to go in the help tab or anything like that. (laughs) So I just sat there getting more annoyed. And then whilst I was trying to actually write the event coverage, I realised I can't work out what I want to say. Shit. What am I going to actually say? Am I going to... How am I going to put this? Now, I used to write about events before, albeit under different context. I used to write about comic cons in the context of going as a cosplayer and in the context of going as press. And But that was a while ago. It's been a good couple of years or so since I last wrote anything like that. And I realised, oh, fiddlesticks, I forgot. And that little knack I had has... It hasn't completely gone, but it it it's taking a very long sabbatical and it's a little hard to reach cuz they're they're doing it in like the remote mountains of like the Swiss Alps or like the Himalayas or somewhere where frankly good luck getting a hold of them without using like a well i say a carrier pigeon i don't think that would work but you know lighting the beacons this is a light the beacon situation and we can't find any fire and well there's some chance that someone's stolen some of the fire to go do something else with it so I just thought, right, okay, I can't figure out how to write about the event. And I want to get something out sooner rather than later. If I can't write it down, what am I going to do? And then I thought, maybe this is about time that I start a podcast. Now, I've been meaning to do a podcast for a while, and about all sorts of different topics, and I just had never got around to it. At one point, I was going to train to do um, a radio show on a community radio station, and that never panned out. So I, and you know, life took over as well. So it's kind of like, well, okay, what do I do? So yeah, this podcast kind of was insp- a little, little bit of a long time coming. And I figured the podcast might be a little easier because I, you know, because I, I find it easier to sit and talk about something rather than just write it down at the minute, and that does switch from time to time. But if that does happen, I can just write what I want to say, put it to the side, and go from there, you know. But the other thing is, it occurred to me that this is a good way forward in terms of accessibility. Now, granted, falls a little bit flat when you're discussing people who are hard of hearing and might not be able to hear. I would love to try and get a transcript thing going at some point in the future. But right now I'm, I'm going with basics. I will, um, that is pinned as a thing to do. So it's there. But you know, I know people who are uh, visually impaired, um, people who struggle to read because they have concentration issue, whether that stems from autistic spectrum disorder or ADHD. And I also know folks who struggle to sit and read things for a long period because of, they're dyslexic and I think I could just make it easier on them and have it have something out in an audio form but it also helps folks with busy lives like I'm I'm 30 and now I'm getting to that age where people are having children people are getting married (laughs) people are having multiple children which means they're busy (laughs) They don't have time to sit and read things, necessarily, unless it's reading to their kids or doing stuff at work. And who can blame them? You've got stuff to do. So at least this way, I can get stuff across. And maybe they might want to listen to this weekly podcast, you know, on their way to work, or when they've got five minutes away from the kids, or whenever else they like. You know, it's entirely down to them. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different reasons, um, which also culminated in the moment where I sat in the middle of Storm Ciara, in the middle of my flat, at quarter to eleven, and at the night, on a Monday night, with a microphone quite a bit far away from me, because no matter how quiet I am, it sounds like I'm very loud, so yay. So, there are a few inspirations behind podcasting for me, and... Well, actually two. There's two podcasts I really like at the minute, and I want to recommend them to you right now in the spirit of recommending different creators and all the rest of it. The first one is a podcast called Myths and Legends. I can't remember the guy's last name. I've got Spotify nearby, and I'm paranoid about clicking noises. So The, The guy's called Jason. He does this podcast called Myths and Legends, Um, He's been running it since 2015, if memory serves correctly. And it's just incredible. Goes through a particular legend or myth every week and has like a Creature of the Week segment. Um, And it's not always tied to the myth. In fact, most of the time it's completely different. And it's so fascinating. Not only is it full of things like, well, in this one version, it's like this, but then other versions, this thing happens works out whether things could have happened or not. And it's it's really, really good. It's really fantastic. It's great retelling of legends and myths that you may or may not have heard of. I really highly recommend it, especially if you're a writer, especially if you are a creative. It just really helps pop your brain a little bit. So please go and check it out. And the second podcast would be... Um, The Passion of the Nerd podcast. Now, Passion of the Nerd is a channel on YouTube um, run by a guy called Ian Martin. And yeah, he's awesome. Uh, (laughs) um, He does Buffy episode guides, Angel episode guides, and Firefly episode guides. And it's not just, hey, look, this thing happened. It was great. The end. It goes into um, things to do with metaphor, philosophy, theme, and all the rest of it, not only that, but there are some great comedic bits that I just really enjoy that are not necessarily yeah, that not just about that, but about maybe his own reaction and all the rest. It's just, it's just really, really fun. So yeah, I really highly recommend his podcast because there's like a different topic every week, and honestly, I can just just listen to both these people all day. So yeah. <laughs> Now that I've answered why I meandered into all sorts of other avenues, we're going to crack on with the rest of the podcast. In future, I would very much like to add in other people to the conversation. I will endeavour to do this at some point in the future once I've worked out the logistics. Because, so, of course, being in a flat in the middle of nowhere doesn't help with logistics. But we'll get on to that. Next up, we're going to talk about Dice Saloon's Valentine's Craft Fair. What does a gaming shop have to do with craft fairs? You're about to find out. Stay tuned. Hello. So, a word of advice. If you can hear a little door rattling going on in the far background, I'm very sorry. It's Storm Ciara. I think there might be an open window somewhere. I'm not quite sure where. But the doors rattle quite a bit, even when the windows are shut. And, well, there's only so many things you can stuff under the door to get it to stop. (laughs) So if you can hear a little rattle, then I'm very, very sorry. If you can't, on the other hand, great. I would have shut the living room door, but then I'd be risking the exact same thing. So, mm, sorry. With that in mind, let's move along. I want to discuss the craft fair I went to yesterday. And I'm going to start by explaining that I've been going to craft markets and, well, craft fairs, markets, and such for about a year as a vendor. I've been to, I went to at least 15 in 2019. Now, for someone who has issues with fatigue and pain, you'd wonder how I manage that. Well, I'm here to tell you I did that through a series of enthusiasm, um, slightly rash decisions at points, and, well, putting myself in quite a lot of pain at the end of it. I don't recommend doing it quite that way. I am still learning my limits. And, well, I recommend if you are in my position, please, 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 please please learn your limits. I know you want to do all the things and be able to do everything. But whether you're disabled or not, whether you are, you know, capable or not, whatever it is, everyone's got limits. And everyone's got that, you know, there are things that people cannot do. And don't worry if you can't. It doesn't make you a failure. It's just something you can't do. Those are two different things. And I'm saying that as someone who still struggles to accept that. So, you know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, oh, look, I know how to do it. (laughs) So there we are. That was my terrible Mickey Mouse. So as I said, I've been going to all sorts of events and there's always things that come up that you can't control things that come up that you totally can and things that come up that should have been dealt with before, but wouldn't, and things that come up, you know, that don't come up when you think, Oh wait, that didn't happen. Huh? Interesting. So one of the things that I have endeavored to do throughout this time is to get to know people. When I first moved down to Brighton, I didn't really know anyone. Like, I knew a couple of people, but not anyone I was particularly great friends with. Not to disparage on them. They're perfectly nice people and everything. It's just, we weren't exactly close. And in my own life, I had to deal with stuff that meant I wasn't really able to have much of a social life. So I made a point of you know getting to know vendors and actually not on necessarily just on a selfish socializing reason but to learn because well I don't really have many friends who run their own business at all less so what I do so I thought maybe I could learn stuff maybe this would be really valuable and I've learned stuff from them specific I wouldn't have learned otherwise and made friends with people that I'm so, so glad I met. And, you know, I end up discovering events that didn't come up online, end up discovering different companies, all this stuff, all because I spoke to people and they said, oh, hey, do you know about this? Do you know about this organiser? Do you know about this event? I'm going to this thing. Are you going to come too? It's interesting, I'll put you that. Now... I had never been to Dice Saloon before. Dice Saloon is a gaming shop in Brighton and New England Street. I highly recommend going. They're always hosting some different, like, um, tabletop gaming events and such. Like, go to their Facebook page and go to their website and you can find out all about it. I really do recommend it if you're into it. Um... There's all sorts of things. Whether you're a beginner or an expert or whatever, it's really worth going. It's not far from the station, so it's not not difficult to find, actually. Except if you've never been there before and you're using Apple Maps during the middle of a storm, like I was on Sunday morning. Apple Maps. Ugh. So, I wasn't 100% aware of Dice Saloon during Craft Affair's on a regular basis. I knew that they had done a craft fair around Christmas because someone I, two people I met at um, an event I did at Christmas at the Visibility Arts Winter Fair in 2019 were going to do their Christmas fair at Dice Saloon the very next day. Which, yeah, that was pretty hardcore. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um... So this was uh, making mistakes, and um, and they posted at the beginning of January that they were going to go back for their Valentine's fair, and I thought, ooh, they're doing a Valentine's fair. Now I make a point of you know I have gone to a bunch of craft fairs and I know the ones that I know I'll do decently at or ones that I know um, I want to go to, but that doesn't mean I know all of them. So I thought. Well, okay, let's try out the Dice Saloon Valentine's Craft Fair. Now, one thing I always get nervous about is the accessibility. I am physically disabled. I use a walking stick to get around most of the time. And, well, in some craft fairs, I'm not naming names in this context, but it can be difficult for me to get in and out. So it can be difficult for me to get... Oh, off and away from the table if I want to go to the toilet or if I need to go move things, it can be a bit of a mess. Now, I will be very honest and say the a couple of times where I've spoken to organisers direct and said, hey, look, um, this is an issue. Could you make sure this, that and the other? They've actually turned around and said, yeah, we'll see what we can do. And I've actually genuinely stuck to their word. Like I can't fault them for that. But of course, with a new event, you have to wander and you do get a little bit nervous. But I thought, well, you know, the person that I knew who'd been it making mistakes, um, we have, you know, some things in common disability wise. I thought, well, if they could do it and if they found it easier or found it workable, then maybe it will work for me. So I got in touch um, via the registration form and they ask for things like, is there anything you might need, any adjustments and all that. And I put in about, oh, well, I use a walking stick to get around. I will need enough space to be able to get in and out um, because I'm hypermobile, but, you know, I can easily dislocate all this. And they were like, yep, we can do that. It's absolutely fine. Thanks for letting us know. They were very, very prompt in their answer. They were very professional and I felt like I could approach them. So I felt really good about that. So they accepted me on and gave all the information I needed. And then I realized that then my friend Pixie was going to go as well because Pixie's props. Um... If you have ever seen the Coronation soap Facebook page, you will know Pixie. Because Pixie used to go with me to a lot of different fairs before and still very occasionally does with me. But she has her own business, so a lot of the time she has her own table now. If you haven't checked out her stuff, please do, for goodness sake. So I was quite pleased. I thought, oh, well, that's two people I know who are going now. This is going to be lovely. But I'm still also really scared and nervous and like, ah. Because it's new. So, Sunday, the 9th of February rolls around. It's about 9 o'clock in the morning. I've got everything I need all packed up in my suitcase and my other bag and my backpack. and am all a coat. And I've put my hair up in this thing. And, oh, dear God, the wind, the wind. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad outside. Um, <laughs> I got the bus. Uh, into town and then had a fight with Apple Maps as my phone was starting to die (laughs) trying to work out where to go it took me on a 15 minute walk walk around uh, which for me carrying a load of stuff with my walking stick is not ideal but I got there I was only I was a few minutes late but they were really nice about it when I got there I got to the till and I said hey I'm here for the craft fair where do I go please and they were very nice said oh you just need to go through that room just there do you need any help i'm like no i'm cool but thank you very much thank you and kept going and got all set up um saw my friends were there and all the vendors were lovely everyone there was very friendly and there was a nice different array of stuff available so it wasn't like everyone was selling soap or everyone was selling this that, and the other there were overlaps but then Sometimes, yes, you will get overlap, like me and making mistakes, Um, you know, Kai and Tyler, were you know, we both make resin coasters, but they're wildly different to each other. In fact, I'll point out that um, Tyler was the one who who recommended the type of resin to go with. So, big up making mistakes. Um, Check them out. I'll put a link somewhere. So, you know... But there was overlap, but they're both wildly different to each other. And in fact, Pixie makes stuff with resin as well. But she does jewelry stuff and I do coasters and pencil pots and such. So there are wild differences. So it made it different enough that people weren't treading directly on each other's toes. In fact, the person next to me was selling candles as well. But they were really obviously different that, frankly, it was fine. And even then, I liked asking things like, oh, how do you make your candles? And wait, is that a reed thingy? cool and just comparing notes which was nice it obviously because of the storm as i mentioned it wasn't super busy but again who was going to <laughs> who apart from you know the few people that did come who's going to battle with the wind and the weather i mean some people did and for the record anyone who did come you're a legend and you're awesome and thank you so much for coming um you genuinely made our days And everyone was really chilled. You know, some people hung out for quite a while, um, you know, and we all got chatting. It didn't feel too formal or frigid. It just felt really chilled. And what I didn't realise, because in my haste, before I got the bus, I went into my local co-op and got some food. Now, I've been in situations where I've done craft fairs, not eaten anything, not had any food, and just did the craft fair and not eaten I don't recommend that for the record. I never, ever recommend not eating. But what I did do this time was actually bring some food. I was being responsible. Didn't realize. They they do food on site. <laughs> Dice Saloon um, do like pizzas and paninis and such. And like hot drinks, cold drinks and all that. And it was, it was great because you go up and order. You'll tell them where they were. You went back to where you were and they brought the food to you. And it wasn't like a oh it? yeah they weren't they were just like oh yeah cool here's your pizza they didn't care that we'd had our pizza on the table and were sat eating whilst talking to people like it wasn't a problem like it was just so nice and chilled and it was it struck that really struck a really great chord for me because it just felt really really cool and I felt like in some level we were being looked after and. It was lovely. And, you know, at one point when there wasn't really much of anyone around, the storeholds just hung out with each other. (laughs) You know, we kept an eye on our tables, but we just sort of started just chilling and hanging with each other and having chats across the room. And it was fine. (laughs) It was lovely. It was such a nice environment. Um, You know, I like nerd spaces a lot. um, So that was always going to be a win for me. But it was comfortable. It was big i felt like i could get around okay and i felt safe and that's a key thing i felt very very safe which is very unusual for me in a space i've never been to before so excellent top top marks now when it was time to go um i was the last one to leave i was also the last one to start packing up um but they were lovely they did, i wasn't rushed um, they offered to help um, helped me out when I needed to get a taxi. It was lovely. And, you know, I said that I was more than happy to do the next event, which, if memory serves correctly, is on the 29th of March. So the ne- end of next month. In fact, it's the day after Craftathon. <laughs> so, honestly, I, if I had to rate it, well, I don't like to use numbers too much for ratings, but I'll give it a gazillion out of five. It was just a really nice event, and it was very chilled, it was very friendly, it was run by lovely people who didn't impose on us, but made sure we were okay, and I can't fault Dice Saloon enough, so, at all even, so please, please, please check out Dice Saloon, please check out Making Mistakes and Pixies Props, and yeah, um, I can't remember the names of the other vendors, I am so Sorry but there were some really lovely people that like every, if you were there, every one of them were lovely people. Um, there was a guy who did um, custom made, um, oh, it was D and OMG. And he does like custom dice boxes for like, da- you know, Dungeons and Dragons die. Um, and there was just some incredible stuff in there. So yeah, it was lovely. And I really can't wait for next month. It's going to be absolutely lit. Like, cannot wait for the next one. Okay, so right after this short little interlude, I'm going to be giving you an update about Craftophon. What's Craftophon, you might ask? I'm going to tell you right after this. Okay, so we're now we're going to get on to the craftathon side of things. So, first of all, I'm going to explain what the craftathon is, how it got started, what's happening in March, and where we're at now. So, let's start with what is craftathon? Well, the craftathon is a 12 hour charity craftathon where myself, in this particular event, myself and two other creators, that's Destay Designs and Pixies Props, We'll be making what we normally make, but for 12 hours straight. Uh, we'll be doing it on live stream on the Coronation Soap Twitch channel. And this is a biannual charity event. And we raise money, this time we're raising money for Martlets Hospice. Martlets are a Hospice are a hospice based in Hove here in Brighton. And uh, they do incredible end-of-life services, but not only respite care for final days, but they do inpatient appointments, outpatient services, you know, sort of physio, counselling. They do incredible work, and not just for the folks affected, but for their families as well, for people living in Brighton and Hove and the surrounding area. They are fantastic people, uh, and they do incredible work. Um, So... That's the craft of fun and what it is. How did it get started? Well, it got started because when I set up Coronation Soap, I was very determined to have a charity aspect to it. I I think doing charity work is something you should always strive to do if you are able to do so. And that if you are able to is a very important caveat because you know, if you're in poverty and you're struggling to make ends meet. And you can barely put food on the table. You shouldn't be expected to then drop a load of money into charity when you are in need yourself, you know? Um, So, you know, it's a case of... I've always wanted to do some charity work. and I wanted to do some outreach, a little bit of community outreach, because as far as I'm concerned, I am not just a, a person on an island in my own little world. I am... Part of a community, whether I am active or not, and I want to give back. So um, I devised the Crafter Farm, um, and because it was one of the only things I could do. I mean, I'm multi-disabled. I I have fibromyalgia. I have joint hypermobility spectrum disorder, which is also known as a danlos syndrome type three and i'm also autistic so there's not. i can't do the exercise shit <laughs> like i can't run a marathon i can't do the snowdonia 7 thing although that does look amazing for a record i can't do that sort of stuff i can't do triathlons um yeah you know, i can't do cycles from like there's one that goes from brighton to southampton and then there's one like brighton to london or something um yeah i can't do that You know, a lot of charity challenges involve a lot of exercise, and that's just, I'd love to, but I really can't because of my physical limitations and because I don't fancy spending a load of time in hospital. So it's like, again, knowing your limits. So I had a think and I thought, what can I do that isn't going to completely break me, but still provides a challenge and can do some good and then i thought well game streamings are really important like you know um the one that h bomber guy did for mermaids which is low-key the best way to troll graham linem that i've ever seen on to troll transphobes that i've ever seen in my life um like and he raised an absolute fuck ton of money i know that's not the accurate way to put it i think it was like hundreds of thousands of pounds so excellent work mate um so i thought all stuff and i've seen a couple of people i know do it before as well where they've done gaming streaming things where they've streamed for 24 hours and they've raised lots of money for the charities that they were fundraising for and i thought oh that's amazing there must be a version where you could do it for crafting and craftathon came to mind so basically i made it so it was 24 hours long i did it in september of 2019 it was the weekend before my 30th birthday. Yes, I'm really 30. <laughs> I And I did it in my kitchen come living room. Uh, I had my friend Pixie, that Pixie, yes, come and help me. Um, so she was behind the scenes, keeping up with orders, making sure the stream was working, getting me to reset it when it needed to, making sure I kept vaguely sane, kept me awake, kept me going, Like. Real MVP was Pixie in that day, like, for realsies. Um, You know, she was fantastic. She also bought a bunch of food over. Um, You know, she was amazing. And so I I also decided to raise money for two charities I very much hold dear to me. Um, One was Rape Crisis, England and Wales, who I have fundraised for before as a private individual, and Survivors UK. So I did that, raised a bit of money, um, and I thought, oh, well, that went well, except I really need to sleep now. (laughs) I was pretty drained for the best part of a week. Like my birthday, I still hadn't recovered, um, (laughs) which was just as well. But yeah, I was pretty shattered by this point. So I thought to myself, I want to do this again, but I'm not doing 24 hours. We're going to do 12 hours instead. I'll get a couple of other people to come join me. We'll get a couple of people to go behind the scenes and help us out. And, well, you know, we can see what we can do. So, and I also change the charity. I decided to change the charity every time because I want to help more than one cause, you know? So, it didn't take that long to start planning. I think I actually started devising plans a couple of weeks or so no about a month after after the first crafter form so i kind of knew what charity i wanted to do straight away um for personal reasons i shan't go into it because the people involved are very private and i don't have their direct consent to discuss so i'm gonna leave that out but the people who do know me do know what i'm on about so but no i knew it was going to be and I knew why and who I was doing that for. And I thought, well, I just need to get people involved. Ask Vic and Pixie to join as creators. They were like, "How, yes." Ask for volunteers. I've got two volunteers helping out on the day. Got um, Michelle and Jenny. So thanks, guys. Um, so yeah, and um, so I started getting the ball rolling. And I set up the fundraiser page couple of months ago i think a month or two ago something like that and well today was quite shocking because we got from 60 quid at the start of monday we're at 60 pounds which is good considering that the craft phone isn't for another month and a half we've now beat the target of 300 quid we're now at 310 pounds no 314 pounds so, yeah, we fucking smashed it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so honestly, um, I'm really shocked about that, but I'm also really ecstatic. Like you can't, I mean, I can't put into words how it feels that people are supporting this and believe in us and want but also believe in the course we're raising money for. There's been a few anecdotes from people who said, "Oh, well, Martlet's have helped me." They do incredible work. Um, I felt like they really helped me when this, per, you know, insert loved one's relation here, passed away. Um, you know, and people talk about losing people to terminal illnesses and they dealt with different hospices, but really appreciate the work that hospice workers do. It's It's been incredible. And for me personally, I just, it's really great to know that, People are so willing to support the charity and to support us um, at this point. So where we're at now, as I said, um, we've hit our target, but obviously the page remains open because it's still a month and a half to go. We could still raise more money. That's not me saying, Oh, how dare you only give donate 314 quid internet? That's me saying, Hey, we still got a month and a half. Let's see what happens. Um, so, it's still open. You can go to, if you look up 12 hour charity crafter form on Just Giving, you'll find it. And of course, as always with Just Giving, the money goes directly straight to Martlets when you donate via there. It doesn't go anywhere near me or Pixie or Vic or anyone else, just Martlets. So, you go straight to them. Um, We're also, so of course, we've got a month and a half to go. So, there's not much going on. It's more us making sure that we all have the materials we need, uh, excuse me, making sure we've got equipment, making sure we're good to go, um, and making sure we get the word out still. Now, we haven't really had any press coverage yet. I did reach out to well over 20 publications and media places that are based in Brighton (laughs) or covered Sussex as a whole. You have no idea how many magazines that included. but uh, I got in touch and so far uh, I've had an interview with Latest TV Brighton with Mark Walker and the wonderful team over there. Um, they actually, Mark interviewed me about the last craft of Fun I did. And so I was really, really happy when he was like, oh yeah, come back down. We'll happily talk about this one as well. So if they're listening, cheers to Mark and everyone at Latest TV. You're all bloody legends. Thank you very much. Um, keep reporting the local news, please. Um, so yeah, I'm still pushing and I, I didn't want to like harass people cause you know, there's only one of me. <laughs> they got a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot going on around here, particularly in Brighton at the moment, considering, you know, the coronavirus people have been spotted with it here in Brighton. So there's a lot going on and also the, you know, but If you are a a member of um, press or you know people who are in the press, please do forward the information on. That would be lush. I'm probably going to do another round of emails again. Not an A, oi, bitch, why haven't you done it? But like, oh, hey, by the way, just to say this is happening next month. Now, you might be wondering what you can do to help. Um, There's not much. Um, You can donate. Uh, which would be lovely. As I said, it's I uh, will I will try and put the links out on... If there's a description for this podcast, I'll put it in somewhere. I've got details on the Coronation Soap Facebook page and on Instagram. Um, so that's a good place to go. Uh, also, um, you can spread the word. If you can't donate, that's fine. If you just share the information around, that would be lovely. Um, you know, just get it around to people so that we can again get as much as we can um if you want to offer uh, we've got the two volunteers at the minute we're not um having people come over and watch direct because the room's big enough for the few of us but it can't have like an audience inside also i wouldn't expect anyone to stay for 12 hours i think that would get really tiresome (laughs) So, um, but you can watch on the Twitch channel for Coronation Soap. So head over to Twitch, find Coronation Soap channel, um, and I'll be on there. So subscribe onto there and, or follow me. I don't know how Twitch does it. Follow me there. And, um, yeah, if you could, that, that would be incredible. Um, what does the future hold for Craftophon? Well the future it's interesting i think obviously i'd be doing this again i'll change the charity again as i always do with each one now at the minute it's biannual i might make it triannual at some point but that's not an immediate plan right now because i have other ideas floating around um and i still have a podcast to run and a business to run and maybe squeeze in the social life so Honestly, uh, I will let you guys know when I know um, when that's all sorted. So, as I said, um, do the best thing you can do is share the links around and donate. I do have a giveaway that's on the Coronation Soap Facebook page. Me, Pixie, and Vic donated a few items each. Um, you can win this nice little bundle. It's free to... Co- you. Can All you need to do to enter is to comment on the original post. But if you want an extra entry, then you can donate to the fundraiser and just send me proof. You don't have to do it publicly. You can just message the Coronation Soap page saying, oh, yeah, hey, I donated to the fundraiser. And that's fine. Um, I'll take that down as an extra entry. Uh, the giveaway finishes on February the 29th, um, 2020 at 20- 59 minutes past 11 at night. And then the following day, on the 1st of March, I'll be doing a live um, video on Facebook announcing the winner so that everyone knows what's going on. It's all done. So I will obviously be updating with things as we go along on this podcast and on the the page as well. Um, As I said, um, I want to thank everybody who's been supporting us. Thank you to everyone who's donated and to everyone who has shared the information and spread the word around. Thank you very, very much. I imagine there won't be much of an update between now and next week. But if there is, then, well, I'm I'm sure to tell you. So thanks, guys, and uh, keep donating and sharing and all that funky jazz. And now with that in mind, thank you very much for listening to my first podcast. I hope it's been fun and I hope you've enjoyed yourself. If you'd like to know more about Coronation Soap, you can head over to my website, coronationsoap.uk. You can also check me out on Etsy. Now on my website and Etsy, you can buy direct from me. But if you want a commission, you're going to have to message. You can get in touch via the Coronation Soap Facebook page the coronation sub instagram profile and the channel on twitch by which i'll be live streaming the 12-hour charity craftathon on saturday the 28th of march 2020 at 10 a.m in the morning with lots and lots of thanks to pixie props and Day designs for their help with the craftathon and their participation and lots of thanks to everyone who donated to the craftathon and help us beat our target today Next week, I will be giving an update about the Crowdfon, but I'll also talk about how I got into business in the first place. It involves a rather huge amount of odd coincidences, humour, and a lot of determination. Thank you very much, and good night.